Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, October 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Major League Baseball postseason uh, down to the uh, ALCS and the NLCS. Uh, first game of the um, American or game two of the American League Championship Series yesterday. Uh, the Rangers jumped out to a, a 5 nothing lead, uh, held on, survived a comeback by the Astros, and now have a 2-0 lead in that series. Uh, despite Jordan Alvarez uh, hitting two home runs in yesterday's game, uh, he's just been, uh, in spite of you know battling whatever kind of uh, virus or flu bug he's been been dealing with, uh, he's been outstanding the first two games of the series. Yeah, he has been a monster, Joe. He's got six home runs this postseason. Uh, just uh, you know, they can't stop this guy. He is. Uh, you know, he's the uh, Houston's version of uh, Bryce Harper right now. And uh, uh, but, you know, the the shocking thing is Texas is up 2-0, you know, after being really dominated by the Astros this season during the regular season for the last two years, for the last two or three years, really. Yeah. And yesterday it was uh, your your guy, uh, Nathan Evaldi, uh, goes out there and, and uh you know, gets out of a couple of, uh, you know, a, a bases loaded situation, gets out of, uh, you know, a couple of jams and, you know, pitches deep into the game and, and really, uh, you know, it was the story here. He moves to three and oh in the postseason, uh, for the, uh, for the Rangers. Yeah. Six innings, three runs, nine K's, a walk. He gives up two bombs, but, uh, he kind of wiggles out of it, pitched out of that, uh, bases loaded jam. And, uh, you know, after that, uh, you know, it looked like, uh, you know, the Rangers were, were cruising, but, uh, Houston came back and made it what five to four. It made it, you know, tight right to the end. Yeah. Jonah Heim with a, a home run, uh, in, in that game for, uh, for the Rangers and, and really, uh, Marcus Simeon comes through with a couple of hits, uh, Corey Seager and, uh, you know, just what this, um, what this Rangers offense is sort of built to do and had been doing for the majority of the season, they've, they've continued to do so in the playoffs. Yeah. They, they take a four nothing lead in the first inning. And when you think of the Rangers, you think of uh, home runs, Joe, but uh, they had three, you know, RBI singles in the first inning and another run scored on a Framber Valdez error. Uh, Valdez continued to struggle in the postseason. He's 0 and two with an 11.57 ERA for the uh, Astros. Yeah, so now the uh, 
Uh, I believe the series, uh, what does it shift over to uh, Houston for the next next three games after the off day today? Yeah, it goes to Texas, goes to Texas, Arlington, yeah, Texas. Well, they're all in Texas. I'm yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, whatever. Um, uh, over in the NL, uh, the first game of the NLCS and uh, what we expected to see, uh, Citizens Bank Park, uh, you know, full and and rocking from the very first pitch. Uh, and and really uh, the the um, the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, they sort of stood their ground, but that first inning was tough for Zach Gallen. Uh, gives up uh, home runs to uh, um, Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper again, and and there it is. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper, the sort of the the man leading this team and and you know doing everything out there. Uh, this is sort of his postseason, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Schwarber's been terrible in the postseason, so he gets him going, you know, with the with the home run and the first, you know, in the initial home run, and then Harper follows with another home run in the first inning. And Nick Castellanos, Joe, Nick Castellanos has gone, he's gone, he's lost his mind in this postseason. He's got five home runs. The only thing I ever remember anyone saying about Nick Castellanos, especially when he played for Detroit, was that he couldn't he couldn't play the outfield. Well, this right. guy's not only playing the outfield, he's hitting home runs all over the place. He's, yeah. I think he's got five home runs this postseason, and he only had one in his postseason career before before the start of this, uh, you know, before this before this October. Yeah, he's homered in three straight games too. That's the that's the other thing is that uh, you know the last you know three games that they played the back to back twice, and then uh, I'm sorry, two back to back two homer games, and then uh, a homer yesterday. Uh, to the opposite field, it's been uh, impressive to see what he's been able to do with the plate uh, for the uh, you know a veteran like him. Uh, and like you said, that, that was the knock on him when he uh, when he was in Detroit early in his career. He he, he wasn't a very good outfielder, uh, but I guess none of that matters if you're you're mashing home runs in the playoffs uh, the, the way that he's been uh, right now. So uh, interesting uh, just to see how the the first game developed. Uh, the um, the Phillies. They got Craig Kimbrell out there. He he went through the the ninth inning, got the save, and um, you know five three was the final. Philly leads that series one zero. Uh, game two is tonight, uh, and and yeah, just uh, to to see how things uh, develop there. Uh, it's uh, Aaron Nola will be going for um, the 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 Phillies, and Merrill Kelly will start for uh, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, you know, Merrill Kelly's 1-0 and uh, in the postseason, hasn't given up a run. Aaron Nola, 2-0 and with a 1.42 ERA. You know, he's, you know, an experienced postseason pitcher. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Arizona doesn't score early, they could be in trouble, Joe. I mean, they've uh, that was their first postseason loss last night after what they sw- they they swept through the uh you know they swept through the uh, uh the wild card and uh, and the uh NLDS and uh and now uh, you know they're kind of up against a, a really good club in a really tough environment. Yeah, you know that's uh, momentum is is so obvious and such a, a real thing in the playoffs and uh you know Philly certainly has that right now and and the D-backs are just up against a uh, sort of a, a juggernaut and you, you get that, that feeling that, uh, like you said, uh, their, their youth and their, their inexperience too could, could also play a factor in this, uh, as, as they move on. Uh, 
as, as far as uh, you know, updates and and what what you need to know, uh, make sure you stay subscribed to uh, Cleveland.com subtext and uh, you know get updates on the uh, the postseason, our thoughts on the uh, uh, the playoffs and what's going on there, and also uh, any updates on Cleveland's managerial search. Uh, you can subscribe by sending a text message to 216-208-4346 or logging on to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, to get text messages throughout the day from me and from Hoinsey. Uh, it's $3.99 a month to subscribe, but uh, we'd love to see you as part of the subtext community. Uh, Hoinsey, speaking of the Guardian's managerial uh, search, uh, what's the latest there and, and, and have you know, do we have any indication? Can we sort of start to maybe read the tea leaves in terms of, uh, you know, what it what it's saying that um, we're in the the league championship series, we're in the uh, the ALCS, the NLCS, and uh, you know, in terms of any uh, candidates that are still out there or still have teams that are playing, uh, the field sort of narrowed down to four now. Yeah, Joe, I think they're still waiting uh, to talk to a couple guys in this Final Four. You know, Joe Espada, the, uh, um, that he could be, now I'm not saying he's on the list, but he could be, uh, you know, the Astros bench coach. He could be a guy that, that uh, you know, is on uh, Cleveland's list. You know, I was talking to, uh, you know, I heard from, uh, I was checking with uh, Tony Tam, uh, Ta- uh, God, Tony Mazzolino. Yeah, Tony Mancellino, you know, Baltimore's third base coach. The Orioles are out of it, but uh, I thought he would be a candidate after, you know, he managed uh, in Cleveland's organization for, what, 10 years? And I think he was a coach before that. And, uh, but he, you know, I don't think they've contacted him from all my, from what my sources are telling me. Uh, so, you know, that's, uh, kind of, I guess I, you know, that's a name off the list, but, uh, you know, so I think uh, they're still talking to people, Joe, and I, I, it's, it's, you know, these guys are, these are, these guys are really good at keeping secrets. So we'll have to see how this, this works out. Yeah. Mike Kalitri, another name, uh, out there, uh, the Phillies bench coach, also a, a possible candidate. Uh, that they might be waiting for to to see if uh, you know he becomes available or, or is interested or uh, you know would would be a candidate to interview uh, and, and he certainly uh, looks like all indications are that Mike Kalitri could be uh, uh, it could be the the beginning of November before he's available for an interview if uh, if, if things keep going this way for uh, for the Phillies um, you know just to, you know want to stay on top and, and the latest there, but obviously not a lot of uh, news coming out in, in terms of that managerial search as of right now. Uh, all right. So for the rest of uh, today's podcast, the, you know, the, the performances of guys like Jordan Alvarez and uh, Bryce Harper sort of got us to thinking. And, and we came up with the idea of uh, asking our, uh, our subtext readers and uh, you know, just asking ourselves really, uh, who, what, who's the, what, what goes into the kind of player that you would, you would plop down money for, you would pay to buy a ticket to go see, uh, in a major league game, uh, you know, the, what, what sort of qualities does he have? Uh, and, and then we figured we'd list through, uh, some of the names of, of guys that are out there playing right now that, that sort of would, would put, you know, rear ends in the seats and would be the guys that, we personally would want to go out and and pay money to see, uh, since uh, you know on a on a regular basis uh, we don't really pay uh, we don't pay to go see the the Guardians play we uh, 
we have credentials that, that get us into those games. But, uh, you know, now with the unbalanced or with the balanced schedule and, and seeing every every team and usually just as, you know, all the players in the league at least once a year, um, that, that's going to help us, you know, have a sort of a, a broader sense of, you know, where the talent is in the uh, in the league. Uh, Hoinsey, w- what makes you want to go see a particular player? What about uh, a, a guy, you know, would motivate you to, to buy uh, a ticket to go see uh, a game? Yeah, Joe, you know, you're right. We've got the best job in the world. Uh, they pay us to go to watch baseball <laughs> games. <laughs> so, you know, it, you, you can't, you can't, it doesn't get much better than this. But, uh, the, the guys that I'd like to, I, I make, I'd like to see guys that, that kind of make you kind of sit up and take notice, Joe, that, that, you know, you, 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 you know, we've watched so many games, you and I, and, uh, you, you just, you want, you want to see a guy that, you know, performs his best. You know, in, in clutch situations that just kind of makes himself, his ability kind of makes him stand out from uh, the rest of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, uh, appointment viewing or, uh, you know, guys whose spot in the batting order and when it's coming around, you sort of set your your agenda at the ballpark. Hey, if I'm going to go get a hot dog, I want to be back in my seat by the time Albert Bell's, you know, spot in the batting order comes up because something something's going to happen when he's at the plate, you know, that, that, that was sort of, uh, you know, the way I used to watch games, uh, you know, it, it was set by, you know, that one or two guys in the lineup who, uh, you didn't miss their at bats. You were always sort of aware of where, where they were in the lineup, uh, so that you could be paying attention when, when, uh, when that guy got up. Yeah. Like you hit the nail right on the head there. Albert Bell was a guy, no one, no one got up and uh, you know uh, went to get a hot dog. Went to uh, went to the restroom. Nobody you know got up to uh, stretch. When he came to the plate, you never you knew something was going to happen. It could be it could be good. It could be bad. He could be chasing the pitcher around the diamond if the guy threw too close <laughs> to him, or he could w- hit one like Lee Smith said that one night. He hit one into the barbecue pit in, in you know with two out with two out in the bottom of the ninth for a game winner. It's just. Uh, you know, those are the kind of players that make you stand up and take notice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you there are always these these preseason lists that uh, MLB Network comes out with or, or other, uh, you know, news sites. And you look at the top 100. And, yeah, I, I you know, I sort of went back and looked at the uh, the top 25 and the guys that I that first came to my mind, at least currently playing in the major leagues right now. They were all over the, you know, those those top 25 lists and, and they just have some sort of quality about them. Like we're talking about with Bryce Harper, where uh, you, you just know that that they're going to do something magical out there on the diamond. Uh, and, and more often than not, they do. They come through. Uh, so uh, with that, I we you know, we did ask our, our subtext subscribers this question. You know, who would you pay money to see? And and we got some some pretty interesting responses. We got a lot of responses, uh, and uh, you know, like this, uh, and, and a lot of these are going to show up uh, on our lists. Um, so so let's go through uh, our own list of you know ten guys who, who we said uh, you know we would pay to see, and then match that against what these subtext subscribers said. Um, I'll, I'll I'll lead off, and I'm going to take the the biggest one and the most obvious one right off the top. Uh, and, and that's Shohei Otani, uh, you know, the, the, the two-way star from the Angels and, uh, you know, where he ends up in free agency is going to be really interesting. 
but uh, you know, I, and I'm not even really all that interested in seeing him as a pitcher. I still think seeing him as a hitter is, is more exciting to me. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, he is, I have Harper number one on my list, but Otani is number two. Otani, Joe, it's just every time he steps on, on the field, you know, either as a pitcher or a hitter, he's doing something that no one else has done since the days of Babe Ruth. So, you know, that is worth the price of admission right there. Yeah, and and you can see the influence that he has. You know, I went out to Anaheim uh, at the end of the season this year uh, for that four-game series, and uh, even, even though Otani wasn't in the lineup and wasn't playing, there was there were a lot of, uh, you know, Japanese fans. There were a lot of it, the stands were were full and you know the, that's based on you know he sells tickets that's that's the the major thing the, the major takeaway from that is uh he definitely does that now now you said Bryce Harper obviously we're seeing that play out right now in in real time with with why Harper is a guy that you would want to you know pay money to see yeah he is a guy that like you said he puts rear ends in the seats and to me he's just I just like I just like the confidence he has. We've seen him, you know, since he was 14 or 15 years old, since he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated as the best young baseball player in, in the country. And he's, you know, he he hasn't been a flash in the pan. He's he's just gotten better and better. And this this guy looks like the epitome of a winning player to me, Joe. He's hitting 409 this postseason, four home runs, seven RBIs. Now he missed a big chunk of this past season with Tommy John surgery, but he still came back, hit 293, 21 home runs, 72 RBIs, over a 900 OPS. So, you know, it it just, you know, he he makes that team go. That is an excellent team, but I don't think they're the same team without him. Yeah, and, and and it's really the the epitome of like the the heart and soul of a team. He's he's what you paid you know three hundred million dollars to to get uh, if you were Philadelphia when you when you signed him as a free agent, and he's he's producing that right now. Um, I had on my list uh, some some other names. I'll, I'll throw a couple of them out there right now. Uh, besides Jordan Alvarez, who you know is an obvious one, uh, but I I, I put uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. And and Ronald Acuna, uh, I think those are two of the you know the most exciting players uh, because of the the combination of athleticism, speed, uh, and and power. Uh, you know Acuna did something this year uh, that no one has ever done with the uh, the 70 steals and the 40 home runs, uh, and and I think Tatis is a guy who who could match that if he if he did uh, if he ever stayed on the field for a, a full season healthy and and out of trouble. Yeah, Acuna, definitely. He is probably, I would think, Joe, the the NL MVP, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 337 during the regular season, like you said, 41 homers, 106 RBIs, and 73 stolen bases. I mean, first first guy ever to do 40-70, right? I mean, I just... Uh, I know he didn't do much in the postseason, probably opened his mouth at the wrong time, but uh, I mean, just an enormous talent on really a talented team on the Atlanta team. And you forget how young he is. He's what? He's 23, uh, 22, 23 years old. He's 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 very young. Uh, he's been doing it for for several years. So it, it's a uh, it, it's interesting to, to see uh, how he develops over the next couple of years. Uh, and, and Tatis, I think, is is right up there in that same yeah. category with the, the versatility. Uh, I have, uh, you know, young up and coming guys like uh, 
Corbin Carroll and Randy Rosarina. Those are two of the guys that I have on my list. Yeah, both guys, really exciting guys. You know, Randy Rosarina, you know, really, uh, you know, He's got power. He's got speed uh, for Tampa Bay uh, and and uh, and Corbin just, uh, you know, I like everything but his mustache, Joe. I mean, I think he's <laughs> he's 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 a rookie of the year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably the National League rookie of the year. He just, you know, he just, you know, he's got power. I mean, just really an exciting guy to watch. Yeah, they're, they're really you get the sense that uh, despite his size, there's really nothing he can do. Uh, or that he um, there's nothing he can't do uh, on the baseball field, uh, you know. Regardless of uh, he he hits he hits home runs like he's uh, you know a six three power hitter, and he runs the bases like he's you know Kenny Lofton. So uh, you know pretty pretty interesting there. Uh, in, in terms of young guys uh, that were just sort of getting uh, that are scratching the surface, but we're uh, we're seeing that these guys could be uh, around for a while and, and super exciting. Uh, uh, Bobby Witt Jr., uh, a guy that I think, uh, you know, I would pay to see, uh, him play just because, uh, of, of the, the number of different things he can do. This is a, this is a five tool player. Yeah, definitely. We got to see him a lot with Kansas City this year. He is on my list, Joe. I got him a number five on my list right behind Alvarez. Um, 276, 30, um, He's got what 30 home runs, 49 stolen bases, 8.8 and an 814 OPS. I think uh, you know he still strikes out a lot, but just uh, you know the best player on a, on a on a bad team, bad Kansas <laughs> City team. But uh, he really plays hard, and he's just like you said, what's it, this is his second or third year? Uh, he's going to be a force as long as he stays healthy. He's going to help that uh, Kansas City franchise kind of, you know, uh, rise from the ashes. Well, and you, you mentioned a, a good player on a, you know, a bad or a mediocre team. Uh, I, I got to wonder where you had Jose Ramirez ranked on your uh, on your list because, you know, although we get to see him very much. Uh, 162 games in a year uh other other people might uh might have to you know pay good money to go see him and, and be willing to do so uh he's one of the most exciting uh players in the league uh because once the ball leaves the bat uh you know you, you know you're getting that same effort you're getting that uh um that, that, that same hustle and 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 heart everything out there on the on the field uh that you get out of jose ramirez uh you know what where where would you put Jose on a, a list of, uh, you know, players that you would pay money to see. Yeah, Joe, he's got to make the list. Unfortunately, he didn't miss, make my top 10 list. Don't tell Jose that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That'll be the but, first thing we say when we walk into the yeah. uh, into the clubhouse is, you know, where, where were you on Hoinsey's list? Uh, but maybe I'm, I've been spoiled by him. You know, I've been spoiled. He, I thought he was good this year. I didn't think he was, we didn't see the, uh, the top level Jose Ramirez. Now, obviously, you know, like you said, he, he didn't have a lot of protection around him, but, uh, still really once you went, like you said, when the, once the bat, the ball leaves the bat, you know, he can, he is capable of doing anything on the bases. Yeah, I think if you go back to April, May of 2022, Jose Ramirez, that's sort of that peak Jose Ramirez and, and what you get out of him. Uh, the, there are few players in baseball uh, who, who who match at least the level of excitement that he generates uh, when he's out there running the bases and, and hitting the ball out of the park. So, uh, you know, certainly one to, to keep an eye on. I, I 
these are some of the uh, the the players that were mentioned by our um, um, subtext subscribers as well. Uh, I'll just l- read through a list of these guys: uh, Otani, um, Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna, Aaron Judge, uh, uh, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Ellie Dela Cruz, Julio Rodriguez. Again, there's that uh, the influence of that um, that wave of uh, younger players like the Julio Rodriguez's and the uh, Ellie Dela Cruz, uh, they're starting to make their their um, their influence sort of seen and felt throughout the league as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, Julio Rodriguez, I didn't think about him, Joe, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he probably got off to a slow start this year, but, uh, you know, he was really kind of as, as Seattle pushed to make the postseason. He was right in the middle of everything as usual. Uh, but right, you know, just a young guy. You know, the, one of the guys that made my list was Stephen Kwan. I mean, I know we get to see him every day. But uh, I love to watch this guy play defense in left field. I'm sure he could do, you know, play the same way in in, in center field. And I like I like him when he gets on the bases. I like the way he sets up uh, Cleveland's offense. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as well uh, as, as a guy who has the potential to hit a 500 foot home run pretty much every time he goes up to the plate. Uh, Gunnar Henderson from the uh, um, the Baltimore Orioles probably, probably going to be the the rookie of the year. Uh, guys like that. Uh, a couple of our subtext subscribers thought they were being funny, and they uh, they put Nolan Jones and Will Benson as guys that they would pay money to see. <laughs> you know, our subtext subscribers have uh, have a sense of humor, but yes, uh, Nolan Jones and Will Benson uh, certainly guys that they could have spent their money on just to buy a ticket for a Guardians game. Uh, you know, uh, if, if things had worked out that way. Um, I got uh, a guy from uh, Reedsville, Pennsylvania, says uh, that he would pay to see Jonathan India play. And it's a former rookie of the year for the uh, yeah. for the Reds as well. So, uh, you know, exciting player. Yadi Diaz, uh, uh, a guy that he would pay to pay money to see. Uh, very interesting. But, uh, uh, yeah. And, and you know, uh, it, it occurs to me, it's kind of curious. Uh, everybody that we've mentioned so far uh, have been uh, position players. We haven't really talked about. Uh, pitchers being guys, starting pitchers at least being guys that uh, uh, you know we would you know shell out the bucks to see just because uh, it, it's sort of hard to, to pinpoint when guys are gonna when guys are gonna pitch. You can't plan ahead you know weeks in advance. Uh, it's sort of a you know a, you know a risk to buy tickets to uh, for a certain date when you don't know what the rotation is going to be. But uh, again, uh, that's sort of the nature of the game and. Uh, there are star pitchers out there who who you, you get excited to see. Uh, you know, obviously, when Corey Kluber was in his prime, I would have you know paid money in any any week during a homestand to go uh, to go see him uh, pitch. Yeah, Joe, I've I've got uh, Garrett Cole on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen and four, two point six three ERA. 22, uh, 222 strikeouts, two hundred nine innings. But you know, Joe, I think you know. Maybe one of the reasons, you know, there's a, a lot of pitchers didn't make our list is because, you know, like when a guy like Kluber is locked in, you know, there's no action except for him. You know, <laughs> there, it's a lot of swing and miss. A lot of guys, you know, kind of grounding out and taking a right hand turn before they get to first base and headed back to the dugout. I mean, pitchers are in they get into a rhythm and it's, you know, it's it's like just a silence comes over the ballpark. Now, if you're a fan of that, if you're a fan of watching guys, 
you know, strike out, you know, 10 to 15 guys, you know, over seven innings and have, you know, only allows two hits. If you're a fan of pitching, yeah, you know, the, the, there's plenty of guys like that. And when Kluber was at his best, he would he would definitely make anybody's list. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not until maybe the end of the game when they're they're reaching those you know, 12, 13, 14 strikeouts in a game and, and you want to keep seeing them, you know, uh, you know, get stronger as they go go on late in a game like uh, guys like uh, Corey Kluber or Shane Bieber have, have been known to do. Um, that's when it gets exciting after every strikeout like that. Uh, but, you know, most of the time those guys aren't aren't around. So maybe the closers are the guys who are are more exciting. Uh, was there, uh, you know, any bullpen guys that made your list? <laughs> class A made my list. Emmanuel Class A <laughs> made my list because, as you know, Joe, every time he came in into a save situation, you, you, your heart rate went up because you didn't know if he was going to blow it or or close it out. You know, he he, he led the he led baseball with 44 saves and and 12 blowing saves. So you know, after you got done watching him pitched, it was like you you'd kind of run a mini marathon almost. Yeah, you're, if you ever wanted to to test uh, whether or not your your Apple Watch uh, heart rate monitor actually worked, uh, just go go sit and watch an Emmanuel Class A save from the stands, and and uh, you, you, your watch would be asking you, "Hey, are you are you working out right now?" <laughs> it, it's uh, uh, it's kind of interesting. So yeah, call uh, EMS. <laughs> you have them on standby just in case. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, it's a you know it's an interesting discussion, and we'll continue it with our uh, our subscribers here. Uh, in the post just to respond to a few of them, but uh, their uh, their submissions were were pretty pretty spot on in terms of uh, who some of the best players in the league are. So uh, we'll continue to to talk about that there uh, in our subtext discussion. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll get back with you again tomorrow and uh, talk about the uh, uh, game two of the the NLCS uh, here on Cleveland.com. Good deal, Joe.